0: If you pee in the shower and I use the same shower,
1: you're peeing on me, you freak! Oh, yeah? Well, if you aren't folding your thin pizza in half, then you must not be in New York. Oh, really?
0: Well, if you lie to your children about Santa Claus, you're making them into sociopaths and you can unfriend me!
1: never ceases to amaze me, the energy you put into the Unfriend Me intro. Well done. Well done. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Unfriend Me. It's Scott Johnson here with Justin Robert Young on December 12th, 2017, where we continue our foray into what is known as Docile December. Yeah. How you uh, about that?
0: Uh, listen, folks, uh, uh, and as the email showed, these are issues that are no less contentious. They're just slightly less life-threatening in many cases. Uh, and boy, did we get a lot of interaction based on our episode last week! Three topics, because we, we we can bang in a, a few more topics when when they don't exactly have the kind of research base that some of the other topics that we do have, yeah. Uh, uh, including uh, sitting versus standing, GIF versus GIF, and uh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, let's go ahead and get right into the emails.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So Trench wrote in and says, "This is uh, on the topic of sitting versus standing." He says, if you think that standing is only for children, you can go ahead and unsubscribe me. Just kidding. I'm not butt hurt. Get it? LOL. Some, some quality interaction there with Trent.
0: Some quality puns. I really, I really like that. I had to put that in there. <laughs> Nick said, I was always a stander for no real reason. It's just how I did it until some friends and I were discussing, you know, polite dinner chit-chat. And I found out that some people sit to wipe. How strange, I thought. I knew that there must be something to it, so I decided to find out for myself for science it offered a different set of advantages you could plumb the depths better and some disadvantages an, an uncomfortable position and it takes a little longer so for now i'm an ambidextrous wiper
1: whoa he can go both ways so well this is, this
0: is a, a man of both tribes he's he's going to be the the uh, man who he, he's going to resolve the third act of our fern gully here <laughs> there's
1: wow fern gully reference i don't even know where to go after that um yeah no he uh uh, playing both sides of the fence here and uh that's good i guess i don't know bring the bring the two together and find some some happy middle space just make sure you (laughs) clean up that middle space uh we
0: we did we did well here before before we get into gif versus jiff the one other thing that we did get a bunch of email on was that number one Standers wanted to point out that it's not really standing like you're not like as if you were going to salute, right? Like it's kind of a hunch. So that might be a little bit more of an understanding uh, uh, for people. And uh, there was a lot of people that were uh, uh, wrote in and said that it might be a body type thing, mm-hmm. but nobody was of the body type that they thought would better assist them. And, and I think what people were dancing around was the idea that heavier people might want to stand more than sit because it might be harder to kind of get the whole arm around there uh, uh, up and under. But really the, the big feedback was it's fear of running your hand into
1: tainted water. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yes. And that's why uh what's the, the, the old, I don't know if this was ever true, but the old adage that there's some uh, never, never shake a certain uh, guy who's from a certain country's left hand because uh, only shake their right hand because the left hand they use as their toilet paper uh i don't know how true that was and i don't remember the country of origin but uh uh yeah uh you don't i and as far as i'm concerned and, and the way i was brought up you do not want to be uh reaching into the abyss as it were and uh come out unclean on the other side
0: yeah well i mean look uh uh flush
1: yeah, you know, like that's that's
0: that I think is is, is early and often
1: mm-hmm. uh, is
0: how is how I would recommend it. Although water use is something that we will come back to in this episode. But before, let's go ahead and read a email that we got about GIF versus GIF. Uh These were some G- the JIFers came out in force yeah. into the inbox of me show uh, uh, at gmail dot com. Uh, Sh- uh, Showdan kid said, "Why do you feel it's called GIF with a hard G?" I've only gotten one reply and one reply only because graphics has a hard G. Thus, GIF has to be a hard G. Well, that argument is quite foobar. So UNICEF, children is a hard C. It should be UNICEF. Uh, a, a Laser, emission is a long E, so it should be lazier. Uh, a ROM, uh, should it be pronounced Rome? And JPEG, photographic is pronounced with a P, so it would be a, 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 a J. A, Feg. Uh, J. Feg. J. Feg.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so th- th- that that was that was one argument is that, hey, look, we're, we're being hypocrites on this. If we're just saying, well, it's it's graphic, so it's got to be a hard G.
1: Yeah, I heard a I had an interview. This is not a political statement I'm about to make. But I, I heard an interview with Mike Cernovich, a uh, well-known uh, sort of alt-right provocateur on on the Internet. And uh, he specifically was talking about spreading memes and referred to it as a GIF. Now, I am not saying that he's right, but I am saying I'm sticking with GIF. Wait, hold on a minute. You did an interview or you listened no, to it? No, I an listened interview? to it. Oh, t- dude, trust oh. me. If I interviewed Mike Cernovich, you would have been the first person I talked to. Oh, my God. Well,
0: I, I was, like, blown away. I'm like, how did I? And, like, did you guys go to high school together no, or something? No, like,
1: no, no, no. No, I just heard some interview, and I and he called it GIF. And I'm, for whatever reason, all the other stuff that the interview was about did not stick out at me, except for the GIF pronunciation. And the fact that he is uh, always using it for his dank memes. Uh, Tim wrote in about the same subject and says, when you're talking about the GIF 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 bias uh, or business, rather, you brought up the idea about the word television being controversial and people wanting alternatives. The term television was first coined in the early 1900s, but was largely adopted when John Logie Baird, I think is how you say it, started to demonstrate a mechanical spinning disc version of television in the early 20s some years before uh, Farnsworth and others came up with the electronic-slash-vacuum-tube television. Uh, people with the classics Latin and Italian-Greek, education, stro- uh, education strongly objected to the word television because it combined the Greek and tele, uh, Greek word tele meaning far or distant, with the Latin word vision meaning vision or sight. <laughs> I like that vision means vision. Anyway, uh, they thought it, it a disgusting, unnatural hybrid mongrel word. Uh, there were letters in, uh, to the Times of London forcefully suggesting that the word should be tele, teleopsis. Tele, telopsis, teleopsis. Teleopsis. Uh, opsis has the same Greek root as words like optical. Anyway, you could have uh, an all-Latin version of television, which would be proculevision, but most complainers want the all-Greek telopsis to match the all-Greek words like telephone. So it turns out the gif gif thing is really just a modern incarnation of an age-old thing, which is uh, nobody's ever really happy with the way language picks things, and there's always somebody on the other side saying that's not how you should say that or spell that or or phrase that. So Tim wrote the email of the week, and in our short
0: history, I would make an argument, the email of the year. <laughs> what an amazing, I love this kind of stuff. So if you're ever listening to this and you have some, Academic idea, or 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 you're fascinated by a history of something. Please write in. It doesn't all have to be hot take on hot take on hot take. I love this email, and I definitely had to get it in. In fact, my only regret is that I didn't let Scott take that first one, so I could read all
1: these. (laughs) I'll also say this about his email. It single-handedly made me. It broadened, and I mean this sincerely. It broadened my perspective, or reminded me that not everything happens in the last decade, that sometimes uh, things go way back and sometimes it's people dealing with the same kinds of problems we deal with today and giving them the same, uh, you know, heft or, or not enough heft. And this is an example of that. And it has helped me not care as much because I realize this is just another stepping stone in a long history of of sort of dumb arguments. I mean, we had fun with it and it's important to discuss it and all that. But I don't feel nearly as strongly about it anymore because who cares? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it happened before. It'll happen again. Uh, Die right, Hard. Yeah. Die Hard happened, too. Tell me what happened with Die Hard. Did we get any feedback there?
0: Pete wrote in, personally, I don't consider it a Christmas film because for me, a Christmas film is one that is enjoyed most at Christmas. For me, Die Hard is not one of those films. Whether I watch it at Christmas or in the middle of the summer, my enjoyment is the same. That the film is set at Christmas changes nothing for me. There are plenty of other people for whom Die Hard uh, is enjoyed more at Christmas. They've always watched it at Christmas. It's part of their tradition, and it's fair enough. Uh, Everyone is entitled to their opinion and their way of seeing the film. Also, it's Christmas. Let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. That said, Scott is 100% wrong about Scrooge. It's the exception that proves the
1: rule. Scrooge is awesome. Incorrect. It is. It is. uh, Listen, watch it now. I'm gonna. I'm arguing it's objectively not as good as you thought it was when you saw it in 1993 or whenever it came out. It's not that great. It's kind of really disappointing. And I've had multiple people reach out to me and say, I agree with you, and it makes me super sad because I love Scrooge and it doesn't hold up. It's it's weird. And also, uh, Bill Murray acts like he doesn't even want to be there. It's jacked. It's not good.
0: I mean, I guess that's the other thing is that I, I don't know. Who are these people that have such high expectations and love of scrooge like I don't, I, I, don't know. I don't know aside from just being a bill murray christmas movie like, like what is the real love for
1: it i think it's like people take very seriously their alternate versions of the classic ebenezer scrooge story and mine is the muppet one some people like that weird old tv one that we used to watch when we were kids that i hated with the weird uh, bell in between commercials can't think of yeah. who made that one but uh everyone's kind of got one that they pick and choose and say oh no this is the best version of that or this is the one that does that the best and uh while i'm convinced the muppet one is a is an all-time classic and i love it I, i would never you know act like it's an incredible film it's not it's just a you know it's a good telling of that story i think people like the scrooged one because a they were young like i was i was a lot younger then and i thought it was great when i saw it in theaters. I just think if you go back now, you'll be surprised. And, and if you haven't, and if you're just saying this out of well, I remember it being great, go watch it now. Just, just go watch it. It, it may cost you a couple of bucks if you got to rent it on a streaming service or something, uh, or it's maybe already streaming somewhere on a service you have. I don't know, but uh, go watch it, and you'd then come back and honestly look me in the face and tell me Scrooge holds up.
0: I mean, you realize that we're that all the emails we're going to get next week are
1: just Scrooge held up. <laughs> Well, you know, it'll be a Christmas miracle, and we can discuss. Right, you those. want to
0: know unfriend me show at gmail dot com. <laughs> you have to watch it, right? Make sure that you watch it. Don't email in if you haven't. If you haven't watched it, uh, uh, yeah, and then just let me know. Hold up, or didn't hold up. We will have our our results next week. Make it a priority this week. Go ahead. It's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas season. Yep. Go ahead and check it out. If you uh, if you use
1: the fun. hashtag on Twitter unfriend me because that's maybe your preferred thing. You can do that as well. Tell us what you think about scrooged there as well we'll we'll try to collect some of that stuff for for the next week as well and uh, i got a quick thing to clear out of the air here a little bit um uh, some of you may not be aware of this but when we record this podcast it's mostly for audio listeners that's where we get the bulk of our of our uh, listenership but a fair number of you are watching this live and that's great we love you and you also provide calls and other things and you guys are great so no complaints there uh then there's a certain number of people who wait around for the youtube archive which goes up after the show is done and we're always happy to have that up there as well. We had somebody, I'm not going to call them out by name, but somebody who had said that our docile December effort was actually flying in the face of the point of this show existing, essentially saying that by doing that, by by uh, lessening the blow during the holiday season and not having you know everything be abortion, gun rights, and whatever, uh, yeah. that we are doing a disservice to humanity uh, and under uh, uh, underselling it as a, uh, a potential... Um, great voice in the world of stopping bad things from happening to th- yeah. that's kind of it that's my summation of what he said i'm curious if you just had a response to that because i actually think what we're doing right now is good nice nice little breather in between some very hard stuff and very hard stuff will still come but i'm curious justin where are you out on the whole docile december and how it's gone so far
0: well i mean you know since since we made it uh, obviously i'm for docile december and and i do uh uh think that it it it's important look this is a philosophical thing for me, personally. It's the reason why I wanted to do this show with Scott, because I think that we are of, of, of a similar mind, although I don't know if we've had this conversation specifically. Mm. I very much believe that the idea of we should be yelling, we should be screaming, this isn't being heard because we are not being loud enough, although understandable, is oftentimes misguided if what you want is change, mm. and what you want is for things to be different. We are in a point now, and I don't think that there is any greater sign that this has come to pass than the Me Too movement over this year, that empathy has become greater and more important than it ever has been and has been weaponized more so than, than ever, right? Sure. And so I have said on so many of my shows, but, but specifically the politics one, no matter what, understand that if you like this show, We are going to prove to you one thing beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you have more in common with people that listen to this than you have indifference. And although we have plenty of people that have tremendous uh, uh, opinions on one side or the other with the flag stuff and police brutality and uh, every other safe spaces, what I want to do is not to solve these because that's impossible. Right. I just believe that we can leave the world better if you understand that there is more that we have in common than we have. If even if this we are very, very, uh, you know, at odds on, there's so much more. These little things, tidbits, trinkets, stocking stuffers, really, to me, I think can be the bridge. I agree. We can say, hey, look, you want to know what? I'll bet you there's a bunch of people. If I am. If I'm buying my Colin Kaepernick jersey and I'm and I'm protesting uh, outside, uh, you know, or if I am uh, somebody that very much believes that they should be standing for the anthem and they are disrespecting the troops, we might both believe that Scrooge is overrated. We might both <laughs> believe that New York people, people in New York who scream about how uh, much better their pizza is because of the water, you know, are are full of it. Right. Uh, and I'm not saying that solves it. I'm not saying it's a panacea. All I'm saying is that now that we can connect with each other on any level we desire, and we are being weaponized against each other by our silos of information to the point where we are turning each other off and we are not listening to each other, mm. that if just a little bit, just a little thread, just a little connective tissue can be built, I think that it's important. So I agree. You know, uh, Are these the you know a a big gift for change? No, not really. Like they're fun stuff that we want to talk about, and I think it's important that this show, which is still forming, kind of find when we when these off-speed pitches are appropriate. Should we do hour-long episodes on these? Should we pack in these every once in a while? Uh, uh, you know, maybe we're we're still kind of finding our way. So I would say please have patience with us. But this is in a larger worldview where I believe that if we suffocate ourselves on only the medicine then you know maybe maybe lacing in a little sugar could be helpful a-
1: at the end of the day i completely agree uh, that is 100 percent my view as well and again if you'd like to see what we are doing you're hearing this you're going man i'd really like to watch the video but i can't be there live you can go to frogpants.com video or to our webpage at frogpants.com unfriend me and right there is a link to the youtube videos that we post in a big nice healthy playlist of our 10 episodes so far all right before you tell me about today's first topic i have a clip to play yeah. the quality of this is slightly dubious uh, probably because of the way it was recorded but it will set us up nicely for the following conversation so here you go why <laughs> I, I
0: don't know <laughs> Could it be because you don't want him to know that you have a friend
1: who pees in the shower? All right. We all know that famous Seinfeld episode, not nearly as tinny if you watch it on a normal TV, uh, where where George uh, justifies the act of peeing in the shower uh, as caught by somebody at the gym where he uh, did that in front of somebody. Uh, That is actually a point I want to bring up later, which is when are you peeing in the shower and around whom are you doing it? But we'll get to that in a minute. Justin, take it away. Peeing in the shower, is it okay or isn't it?
0: All right. Well, this was brought up by uh, one of our listeners, Mike. He wrote, back in college, my dorm floor had a rather contentious discussion about whether or not we peed in the showers while showering. Needless to say, some were rather disturbed by those who openly admitted to urinating while showering, and others saw no issue with it. Shower peers said that with all the other water and soap washing down the drain, the urine doesn't stick around long enough to really be gross. But shower pee abstainers said, use the toilet beforehand. It's right there. <laughs> Here are the, the, the con argument is exactly that. Look, pee's gross. Why are you peeing in a place where other people are going to be standing? If I peed below, if I, if I peed on your feet, because I don't know a lot of people that are going, and maybe in a college environment, you're, you're walking in with shower shoes, but otherwise <laughs> you are probably going in barefoot. That it is just unsanitary. Why are you going to leave that there? Uh, The other side is that, look, it is running water. It is soap. And there are arguments that this is the most Earth-friendly way that you can pee because you are already wasting that water, or using that water, rather. You might as well get another use out of it so you don't have to flush the toilet. You are conserving water. And in states like mine, Scott, that, that spend a significant time, since I've been here in the last five years, under a crippling drought, this is not quite the the uh, the or all that you might think. Saving water is important. I'm doing the earth a favor by peeing in the shower. What is your opinion, Mr. Johnson?
1: Well, uh, some would argue that, uh, uh, in fact, the chat room right now is reminding us that uh, in, in, in best case scenarios, pee is sterile when it leaves your body. That assumes you are fully healthy and don't have any kind of weirdness. Uh, if you have weirdness, though, that's not necessarily true. You could be. Uh, peeing a lovely, uh, <laughs> infection of some sort right there in a public place. Uh, potentially if that's the shower you're using, here's my take on it. While I have never actually done this cause I've never really thought about doing it. All right. You've never peed in the shower. I've never peed in the shower. Well, you can
0: say it, right now on this, on this, on this stream, on this show right now, you yes. put your hand, put your right hand in the air, you can tell me and the audience that you have never once. It's never come upon you in the middle of, nope. a, of, of a shower that I've had to pee to so I've had
1: to pee so bad in the shower once that I had to get out soaking wet pee drag water across the floor go in the other little stall there where it is in my bathroom pee in there and then tiptoe in freezing cold you know otherwise uh, kind of cold house get back into the shower and finish my business like I I personally think it's kind of sounds terrible but you're gonna like my opinion. Even, okay. if, even if you're on the other side of this, because I really actually don't care. I could find out tomorrow that everyone else who has ever used my shower all made sure to pee in it every time they were in it. And it wouldn't bother yeah. me. Wouldn't bother me at all. Because I actually agree. Most of the time, uh, unless you got some serious issues or you're just peeing all over the place, it's running down the same drain that all the other drains go to. Uh, in, in, in theory, it is sterile when it leaves your body. There's worse things going getting washed down there that you're scrubbing off your body anyway. Uh, The whole point uh, is sort of moot as in terms of like destination, like who cares? It's all going to the same place. So I don't actually care that other people do, but it's never occurred to me to do that. And I don't know if it's because my mom said, oh, you got to pee, get out of the tub, get out of the tub or something. I don't know. But all I know as, as a cognitive, uh, young person through adulthood, as far back as I can remember, never once had to pee in a, in a, in a shower or never did. But I've had to pee, and when I do, I get out and go. Like, that's just the thing I do. Now, again, make sure people understand this. This is not yeah. me rallying behind those that are like, that's right, get out and pee. What are you doing peeing in there? I, I really don't care. Now, now, all that being said, let's say yeah. Justin, and I, Justin and I are down at the local Gold's Gym, and we're in the sure. the, the, the Pump comm- and iron, <laughs> as, as
0: Scott and I are are very uh, want to do. We're, we're there just uh, lifting, catching those gains.
1: Right, and so after a hard, you know, workout, we're like yeah let's get in there and get a shower and we're now in yeah, a con- we have
0: one of those big uh like like predator uh uh you know handshakes where we're just like flexing like like uh, jesse ventura and arnold schwarzenegger yeah
1: that's totally us everything you've said so far is accurate so we get yeah. into the we get into the shower
0: and- this happens every nerdacular in, 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 the, in the snowbird gym <laughs> scott and i just get a real quick pump in and then a predator handshake and then it's off to the con
1: right so uh By the way, this is akin to uh, this isn't the same way I feel about peeing in a pool, by the way. Uh, Not that I pee in a pool, I don't, but when people pee in a pool, I think that's horrific and disgusting. So it's not the same.
0: Peeing in the pool is a different. I was gonna, I was, when I was putting this together, I was going to think about just all adventure peeing, right? Like just uh, uh, peeing in a pool, peeing in the ocean peeing and outside, right. like like just everybody's opinion on 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 all of that. But I feel like it was better to draw a circle around that.
1: I think that's fair to do. So uh, so anyway we get into the gym we're in a communal shower a communal space and suddenly Justin just goes ah and just whittles all over the his little zone. He's not peeing on me but yeah. he's just peeing. That to me feels like we're just a little too intimate that day. Yeah. So it's not about your pee being gross or that it's somehow a public health hazard or any of those things. It's yeah. that Justin has decided. I mean, theoretically,
0: that in in the in the picture that you've painted, which by the way has only become more and more lurid since you started <laughs>
1: this analogy,
0: we are now in a communal shower naked together.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is infinite. That's you know it, it, impotent. I didn't mean that word. It's intimate. <laughs> it's intimate enough. <laughs> it's already intimate enough. But then things get real weird the minute you start taking a leak. So,
0: so that 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 is an intimacy you want no
1: part of. No, I I don't I don't want that. Um, and and I'm not. Now even what st- if
0: what if all right, So so the gym that I used to go to in in Florida, had, like stalls like they were like actual, like tile stalls. So mm-hmm. there's no door, mm-hmm. but you did not see the next person that you were going into. Let's say we in this gym scenario, yeah. we uh um I finish up first. I go to the open stall, right? I shower. Right. Then you, same thing. You come into there. uh, Except when we're done, we're at a Denny's. For whatever reason, we're just going to continue with this until, (laughs) you know, this metaphor. Uh, We're at a Denny's, and I'm like, man, I I had the best pee in that shower. Do you find that weird that I pee, that, like, you literally were standing in a stall where I had peed seconds before you
1: got in? No. Doesn't bother me at all. That wouldn't bother me. I mean, part of it is is okay. If you if you were okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to build on the scenario just a little bit. A few more Lego bricks on this.
0: <laughs> Sorry. So we're at the Denny's. For the record, we uh, went to a gym. <laughs> we have two different forked realities where one of us in a communal shower, the other it's a stall shower. Right. And now we've left for Denny's.
1: Okay, go. All right. Now, as it turns out, you're not the Justin that I know now. You're this other kind of Justin where, um, let's say, you look. You've got you got like twelve skin conditions. You've got uh, some STDs you contracted in college, and they've just been a problem since. Uh, <laughs> oozing sores, that kind of stuff. You look like Steve Bannon, basically, and you're just you're and and then you tell me that eh, I might I might kind of go oh geez dude freaking isn't it bad enough you yeah, also have to pee in the pool the thing where I was gonna go use for whatever reason like your condition as a human being both oh, physically so this is an
0: element of recklessness yeah like maybe you feel that you are contributing to my this my reckless decision making
1: yes yes i don't know it, that's, that's the it's problem. yeah and it's weird to have that kind of i don't know moral thread here because it seems like otherwise it's just oh he peed or he didn't like this is a pretty straight up larry david kind of problem and yeah and move past it but but for me it, it, there's there's an enabling quality to it you're probably someone that also while at Denny's is burping super hard after having your all right. well hammy. you are
0: you are you're creating a, a tremendous uh, <laughs> uh, uh open source straw man here but uh, uh let's all right so so let's let's then get a few rulings here uh uh between us communal showers yeah. so so let's say uh, uh listen you now have college-aged kids two two in college one uh, on on the way yeah this is uh, what is what is your as as uh, the father of, of college age kids, what is your ruling if uh, they're like either for or against?
1: Um, oh man. Well, now that we now that we bring the kids into it, I'm trying to think. Well, just
0: college. I mean, we, I, I'm I'm just saying. Obviously, this is this is just a a if you were if this came up during Christmas dinner.
1: Yeah, and what, I don't like, know
0: if any of your kids listen to our show, but maybe it will.
1: Carter might. She likes the show, but um. All right, well, let's say. Let's say at the Christmas dinner, you mean it comes up like, "Dad, guess what? I peed at the gym today."
0: Or, or no, 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 no. It's uh, in in a dorm, in a dorm situation, right? So it's like like this, like the initial emailer who said, uh, "Hey, look, we actually had a knockdown, dragout fight on this floor, and it took two hours, and there was debates and amendments, and people were, you know, uh, becoming uh, contentious with each other about whether or not it was okay. We were making a decision to put up a ban in the communal showers on whether or not." To P, what what would your vote have been had you uh, had one to cast?
1: uh Oh, that's a really great question. Um, at this stage of, I kind of have done with them. Like their buns are co- whatever I whatever cooking I they're did. Asking you, they're asking you for your wit.
0: They're saying no, the votes tomorrow, and I'm undecided. I need uh, your wisdom.
1: jeez this is harder than I thought it would be. Um, I think generally speaking, is that you, Kim? Hold on, don't go anywhere. I got to ask you a question.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, the, the, the <laughs> debut, the debut
0: of Kim. We have had Come no here. guests on this show except for callers. Yeah, we've never done this. Kim all right. Johnson, so, making her debut. Hi, Kim. I don't want to
1: speak. Hi. He says, Can you hear him okay, yes. Come through my headphones? All right. So, the question is peeing in a shower, like the George Costanza conundrum, mm-hmm. is it okay? Is it bad and all that? The question, though, has evolved into, well, first of all, where do you stand? Where do you think, is it okay if someone pees in a shower? I don't care. You don't care. So no. she's like me. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, the kids, pretty sure we raise them to Like, if you have to go don't, use the bathroom. Don't pee in
3: a bathtub, but the shower doesn't
1: matter. Because that's like a pool. It's like a tiny exactly. pool. All right. So now we've gone beyond that and said kids are college age, which is true in two other cases. Okay. They're... How's the vote again, Justin? They're at school and they're you like... "No, it's,
0: it's on the floor, right? Because this is what the initial emailer was talking about. In college, there was a knockdown dragout fight, a fight on their dorm floor yeah. about whether or not people should be peeing in the shower. Because okay. it's a communal shower. Everybody's using it. God knows when the, the, the cleaning like situation happens. Communal uh, shower, uh, but this I would
3: was, say absolutely
1: not. You'd say no in I the say communal say no, shower. Because
3: there's a lot of people in there and not everyone's wearing their flip-flops
1: right but so okay so that's interesting is it because they're strangers we don't know where they've been like it's okay in a in a let's say it's uh, your mom who cares Ugh, i don't want to think about that but, <laughs> but let's say your mom peed in the shower before i got in there it's really not that big a deal if she did no big deal but if i don't know your mom is that the problem i
3: would say it's because the floor itself isn't that clean in a communal shower your own, you keep it pretty clean, and if it's two people using it, it's just two people. Oh, by. okay, all right. Thirty that... people using the same shower floor, putting yeah. their stuff in there, leaving it on the floor. Some people leave all their crap, their shampoo, all that okay. stuff on the floor. So that's different. That's
1: different, and I and I am and I not only do I agree with you, but I'm gonna add one little twist to this. There's also a lot of other weird things going on in showers in college dorms. Yes. I won't get into detail here. Yes, but I think pee's the
2: least of your worries. The
1: well, it's just <laughs> one of your worries. <laughs> Some well, ma- it's one.
0: It, it's one of a rogue's gallery of worries in a, in a communal shower.
1: <laughs> All right. So Johnson's our vote no in the communal shower Correct. college vote. Correct. But here we don't care. Now, and the, one you- other
0: thing that uh, we did notice because uh, I didn't realize we could have done a full hour on peeing in the shower, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 one I found a Reddit thread that said RVs are are possibly a different story. This is because RVs have different plumbing systems than a normal home. They typically have different tanks depending on the model. These tanks consist of potable water, gray water, and black water. Uh, and gray water is what happens with your with your with your shower. So if you're peeing into the gray water tank, it's not the black water tank, which is what comes out of your toilet. Then you are putting pee into a uh, uh, what what might then come back out of your uh, I forget what you know what uh, they they have a
1: chemical treatment but it's right. bad right I could see that now that and this is a part of this we haven't really had a handle on which is uh and we'll probably have some listener who who works in the like sanitation something industry something like I've got a friend who works at the water treatment plant up the street I should ask him say dude yeah. what's what is that water where does it go where does it come from and how does it get back out to people and then kind of you know needle down on on pee versus not pee water and and what the deal is i don't know what his answers would be but now that now that this is all being talked about maybe i should ask him i mean since this is clearly the the hot issue of our day yeah uh, we got to get to listen
0: i I didn't realize it had such legs but uh (laughs) uh, uh, it has certainly proved to be the number one topic on today's (laughs) program Uh, but now that we uh, leave the bathroom let's wash our hands and head out into the dining room New York pizza's the best in the world, Scott. You know, the thing is, is you just have New York tap water, one of the most world-renowned systems for clean tap water. Uh, it, is, it makes good bagels. All the bread products are better in New York. Better bagels, better pizza. It is unparalleled, and it's because of the water that you
1: will never get a better slice
0: than you will in New York, pro or con.
1: I didn't know that that was their reasoning that the reason New York pizza is better than other pizza, I thought it was because it was flat and you'd fold it and you had to do the whole flat foldy business and it was th- super thin as opposed to Chicago, which is all thick and and all that. It's basically lasagna on a crust and pizza over in New York was like, nah, it's just like taco almost. You just kind of fold it up and go and t- take a piece and run down the street like uh, the recently defrocked uh, Louis C.K. does in the opening of a show and yeah. that's all very cool, and hey, New York, and all that. That's what I thought they were saying. I didn't know there was like, oh, the water's the reason. I had no idea. Your research well, all, all has yielded bread new products,
0: stuff. This is, this is the claim, right? The claim is that, listen, it's a better water, which means better bread, because obviously water is a huge uh, ingredient in creating bread. Now, okay. uh, the other element is that, yes, the New York-style pizza is a flatter, thinner crust, certainly not the, the lasagna soup that they pass off for for, uh, pizza in Chicago. And this is probably the biggest thing. It is the largest enclave of Italian-Americans in the country. In fact, it was uh, the biggest waves of Italian immigration to the United States took place in the late 19th century and early 20th century. Between 1820 and 1978, 5.3 million Italians immigrated to the United States, including over 2 million between uh, 1900 and 1910. Only the Irish and the Germans immigrated in larger numbers, the fourth New York City neighborhood, of course, that had a large uh, Italian immigration uh, uh, population was, and this was primarily from Southern Italy and Sicily, was East ha- Harlem, which eventually became known as Little Italy. Uh, so you have this large Italian population. Yeah, you have New York, which is, uh, uh, you know, apparently has what many have called the Champagne of tap waters. But what many would say on the con side is you also have the seat of media and hype. And that's the reason that we have this myth that New York pizza is better than all other pizza, including the New York Times, which made the claim that the best pizza in New York was really in Jersey City. And the uh, I believe it was, it's the La Bianca, uh, a pizzeria in Phoenix has been renowned as the best pizza in the world. So Mm. the claim, like many things in New York, it is literally just overhyped because there's 8 million people there, which makes for a louder noise. And specifically in the earlier part of the last century, they were the control of all news media. And even now, you know, so many people move from New York to L.A., to create television shows and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, there, I think there's probably something to that. Um, but I think there's that same thing you could be said about a lot of regional. We have the best of lists. Um, you know, we're supposed to have really good honey here for whatever reason. I've had honey. In well, there's
0: bees all over. You have bees all over your signs and stuff. Yeah, but
1: that's just like a. We're an industrious people, therefore the bee is like our mascot. It's there's not actually like tons of bees here.
0: You don't have like a like a ton, <laughs> like you're not gonna uh, trap a uh, old a uh, Nick Cage and throw the bee
1: helmet on him. No, it's not like that movie with uh, uh, what's his name Michael Caine, who's trapped in a in a car covered in bees. It's not like that. It's just, we have, you know, we have bees during the season and they make stuff and we decide we're the beehive state. But supposedly we have really good localized honey and it's good, but I've had honey in other states and it's fine in other states. So I don't understand a lot of times what this stuff is, why Texas has to be the capital of barbecue or why can't, the, oh shit, we have to take that. Hold on. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you, sir? It's good to hear from you.
3: Good, good. Hey, we're talking about pizza.
1: Yeah, we totally are. And you're in New York, right? I am calling you from uh, the illustrious Ralph Lauren
3: home office uh, on 601 West 26th
1: Street. Wow. All right. So, Justin, we got a guy who not only can tell us about this, but probably has pizza. What? Do, do you
0: buy in? Do you buy into the idea? I mean, uh, uh, New Yorkers famously believe that everything outside of the five boroughs and probably Staten Island, if you're being honest with them, is a nuclear wasteland and the height of culture and, and excellence is within the, uh, uh, the New York City area. Do you believe that that extends to pizza?
1: Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> in fact... <laughs> All right, go ahead. Exactly. Just, I, I love how succinct that answer complete, was. Go ahead.
3: Complete sham. Uh, there is one place particularly where I had a fit because it's called Deferro Pizza. It's in Park Slope. I think the guy's been making the same pizza. Only one dude who makes the pizza, and as soon as he runs out, he runs out. And it's like a three-hour wait for a slice, and it's ridiculous. Wow. All right. Uh, and it, and it's, uh, it's it's a racket.
1: Yeah. And, and,
3: you know, I'd I'd much rather order Domino's just because you get to see the sweet pizza tracker on your web browser.
1: <laughs> right. No, 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 I can see that. Oh. Um, OK, so so we're hearing from the ground, somebody who lives there, this, 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 yeah. it's, it's no good. Not no good. But, you know, it's not the thing everyone says it is. Here's what I would say. I have yeah. New York style pizza every time I go to Las Vegas because I go to the secret pizza joint there in the Cosmopolitan third floor. Yeah. Uh, it's not so secret anymore, but it doesn't have any signs or advertising. You just go in this bathroom. No, yeah,
0: yeah, like it's by the bathroom. You just like walk past the bathroom and there's this like uh, pizza place. Yeah, it's, it's like this
1: weird alley and you go in there and it's fantastic. It's really good. And it's what they call New York style pizza. Uh, I assume the water's Vegas water, but all I know is it's some of my favorite pizza I've ever had in my life. So I think it's got, I mean, people can claim it's the water, but I've always thought, no, it's about thin crust, good cheese. Great sauce, done, yeah. then you're there's your pizza and and, well, and really, heat of the
0: oven, I think, is probably the bigger thing. and And that would be a a notch for New York, which has been making it for a lot longer. But I would say, look, I mean, like a lot of these places with like wood-fired ovens and everything are they're going to make a better crust. You're going to get a better consistency. and And other than that, pizza, like a lot of Italian cooking, is really about just the ingredients. and And if you can get good bread, Good tomato sauce. You can make a great pizza.
1: I, I agree. So why is my dog here? Rainer, do you agree? Okay, go over there. Sorry, sweetie. All right, well, I'll tell
0: you what, because uh, uh, people are chomping at the bit to, to call in. Let, let's go ahead and get to our final topic. Lying to your children about Santa. This is something that I'm sure a lot of parents, I know a lot of parents listen to this show that they're going through right now, specifically with younger kids, as their brains start to come online and... and, and uh, oh, geez.
1: Hold on. Sorry. It's, it's the way this works now, I have to answer because the damn bell. Hi. Oh, they're gone. Okay, I'm going to close this until you finish. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: All right. Santa, Scott, yes. uh, the pro the here is that, look, it's a, it's, it's a white lie that brings magic into a child's life. It involves a family tradition. And the on the pro side, it's worthwhile myth-making. You might as well have a myth that, uh, that we, we, we tell kids stories all the time. This is a story with a real-world application that then you can change into something later. The cons, you are permanently scarring them by lying to them and eroding their trust in you as an authority because you have decided for whatever reason to lie to them about Santa being real. Mm. All right. Also, you are setting up the inevitable disappointment when they realize the truth about Santa. You're laying groundwork for for, uh, an anti-authoritarian streak. And uh, the Santa myth ultimately is more about you than it is about your kids. It's about (laughs) you giving them the same experience that you imagined your childhood had. It has nothing to do with your kids. It's about you making yourself feel better.
1: Yeah. Um... All right, this is a hard one for me because some of my favorite moments as a parent with young children was the magic you saw in their eyes when it came to Christmas. So them being excited about a fat, jolly man in a red suit that they could ask for something and somehow that miraculously in many cases would show up on the 25th was just too much to not do. Like, it's just too good to see them get that excited about uh, essentially a fantasy. And, and, and that being said, I also agree that that is a a lot of that is about me reliving a thing that I think I had when I was a kid. So I think some of your pros and some of your cons are kind of dead on here. What I'll bring to this discussion is just a little bit of personal experience. My oldest daughter, when she was six years old, was starting to kind of get onto the idea that maybe Santa wasn't real. Yeah. And I have always, for reasons I can't explain but in the combined family activity stuff uh, for Christmas uh, with my sisters and their little families and my mom and everybody, I was asked to be Santa Claus every year, and I am still this year. This year I have to be yeah. Santa Claus again. Now I you've maybe
0: got, you have you, got a great Santa uh, frame.
1: <laughs> I, feel like. I I'm six foot four, relatively thin. It doesn't make any sense, but I have a beard. I have the suit. It's a little ill fitting, no, no, but I,
0: you can always pad up. What you need is the height. Because Santa's got to be kind of imposing because he's larger than life, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. By the way, the beard is disgusting. I would would rather pee in a thousand showers or have a thousand people pee in my shower than put on that beard one more time until we wash it. But anyway, um, so yes, sure, why not? I've been the guy. I can also do a really, oh, what are you doing little girl kind of thing and get them all excited about me coming in with treats and little gifts and everything. So that's been the tradition. When my daughter was six years old, she starts to have this idea and her her little cousins are kind of gossiping back and forth and I overhear them doing this saying he's not real he's not real I think he's totally my dad I don't think he's really Santa Claus I think it's my dad Yeah I overhear this and I decide <laughs> So this so you need to judge me now because what I'm going to tell you is I need some judgment on sure. I was either going to I had two choices clear fork in the road I was either going to say oh well okay you're right it is but isn't wasn't it fun while well, it lasted blah 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 it's out of the bag I was either going to do that or I was going to double down and I decided to double down and I got You the switcheroo I call no I got a phone someplace someone's cell phone or something called called my home number back when I had one uh my wife picked it up I said honey put Taylor on the phone tell her it's Santa Claus so she's like all right hang on a second so she put Santa Claus on the phone and I went oh hello Taylor it's so good to talk to you and she was like got this face on her like oh my gosh and I can see her from where I am but she can't hear me or know it's me and I said, "Do you not think I'm real?" And and she's telling me the reasons why she didn't think I was real, and that maybe I, it, when Santa comes, it's just her dad. And again, she's six, seven, something like that. Yeah. And I said, "Well, if you don't believe in me, then I don't know how you're gonna get any gifts." Basically. So you're leveraging
0: you're <laughs> leveraging her her desire for these gifts that she's been built up for this entire year uh, 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 for your enjoyment of being santa
1: claus yep exactly and and um i was i've always tried to figure out if i should feel guilty about that and i don't know like she she uh, she got very upset this is the part i did feel guilty about she got very upset because she thought oh no i've i've upset santa claus i'm not gonna get any gifts um and at the same time i think she still firmly believed that santa wasn't real and that i was in that suit but she was now afraid to say so because of the chance it might be that she's wrong,
0: do you do you have regret for that?
1: Yeah, I do. I do actually. I have a little regret for that. There are only two things I have regret with my with my oldest daughter. That and the time I put hot sauce, I put Tabasco sauce on something she was eating, because oh, I, I wanted to see what her reaction was when she was three, and uh, I'll never forget it. But 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 yeah, like I'm normally I'm normally uh, the most you know, loving fathery person in any of their lives. But in this particular case, I may have gone a little too far to try to maintain, you know, this, this Santa thing. And I don't know why. I don't know what motivated me. I don't even know why I thought that was going to be a good idea at the time, except I just thought, Oh, well, this is a game we're playing. I need to one up this. Yeah. We're not done yet, everybody. And, and, you know, and she could have totally gone, whatever, dad, this is totally you on the phone. And then I would have been, Oh, okay, whatever. And, but since she believed it, then I thought, oh, all right, then I really got to put on my best face tonight. Let's make sure that beard's nice and tight and let's get in there and really give them a show. And, and, uh, I'll
0: tell you what, <laughs> sir, for whatever reason, you tell the story. This is kind of a side jag, <laughs> but my Pittsburgh family, uh, has this tradition because it's a big family, right? Yeah. This is one of those like all 40 people get together at one house and a bunch of kids. They've got a tradition that when Santa comes out, And Santa every year will do his, like, Santa monologue or whatever and maybe, like, talk to the young kids and maybe give out one present from under the tree to each of the kids. The tradition is that then everybody jumps Santa... Like, so it's just a, like, it becomes a dog pile of, like, everybody tackling Santa. Wow. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done. We only spent, like, one or two Christmases up there. But every time it was my favorite part, this just, like, because you know it's one of the uncles and somebody, right? <laughs> and you just, like, gang tackle this person. And, like, all oh, like 30 kids are jumping on top of him. It's one of the best. It all is right. great.
1: But uh, but without the Santa myth, would you even have that opportunity, regardless of where your head was at in terms of Santa's realness I, or not I, I
0: can't really remember when the the santa thing kind of fell apart i know that my parents didn't do a ton beyond just like the, the ceremonial like oh the, the milk's half drank and, and then the the cookies half eaten yeah. like like that kind of stuff sure i think look when it goes beyond got your nose you know it's it just to me it, it's at its best when it's an elaborate got your nose where it's like when you're taking the kid's nose it's like it's not like you're like really i ripped your nose off your face and now it's mine (laughs) like and then through magic i put it back on your face it's just a fun you know you don't know how these dots connect and i'm going to exploit that for fun and and it'll help you with cognitive thinking to learn that you can't really have somebody's nose right
1: yeah i I'm, i'm probably right where i'm at with it like i i don't you know, I say I regret that. I regret that she cried because I I never want to upset my kids. But I felt I felt like the the game. I felt like it's a at least culturally it's a game parents are 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 allowed to play. It's like the one place where you feel like you can just bald face lie about a thing. Yeah. But it only brings happiness to them. It doesn't make them. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe somebody I out there was anxiety when you, when you threaten your daughter's gifts <laughs> with your,
0: with your, uh, with your
1: fib. Yeah. Well, like I say, I probably took that one too far. And I notice every once in a while, like, um, we we have one this Saturday, I guess I have to do it. Uh, the, this, this group on Kim's side, when we did it last year, one of the kids is getting older and I think he's onto it. And he yeah. says, he walks up and he goes, Hey, are you Santa Claus? And I said, what? And he goes, are you Santa Claus? I go, I don't know what you mean, but I could, and I never told him. And I still think yeah. he knows it's me, yeah. but I still have this 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 old feeling came back of, oh, remember that time you told Taylor that she wouldn't get any gifts if she didn't believe in this Santa Claus phone call thing? Like, I, I mean, I do regret that. Like, I wish yeah. I wouldn't have done it. So whatever. Like, that's me. That's me abusing the Santa power in a way that perhaps I should not have. However, I still say that do it while you can do it cuz it's really fun and the kids love it and you have these joyous moments and there's a purity about the the holiday and Santa and him you know being interested in kids who are being good and I don't know they just there's a lot to play with there and it's not just ha 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 fun for parents it actually brings out some like genuinely nice behavior they're more giving to each other like it's there's 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 value in it so I'm I'm taking a little from column A and column B on this one
0: all right. Well, I'll tell you what. It's time for you guys to get your opinion heard. Again, 801-285-9395. Just enter that into your phone. This is the easiest way to do it. Put unfriend Me, on, on uh, the, the, the contact information, and that way, whenever you're listening to this, you can go ahead and just give us a ring and get your opinion out there. 801-285-9395. Oh. Skype dance is
1: ready to roll what do we got uh hi who's this oh you know what this is my trick to get no rings happening okay now if you guys call i can answer your call without it ringing this is a this is a little trick i want to try i didn't know it would ring when i did it but anyway call in now that's the number to or uh the unfriend me hashtag on twitter will get read uh asap if you are so inclined let's take a call right now though from this person here hi who's this
4: Hey, it's uh, SkillsCat in the chat.
1: Hey man, what's going on?
4: SkillsCat. Hey guys, uh happy uh happy uh merry uh you know what I'm talking about the uh, whole season with the uh, special stuff.
1: Sure. Anyways, yeah, yeah it's Christmas. a good it's a good time and merry Christmas to you, man. Yeah. Thank you very uh, much. by
0: the way, happy Hanukkah. First night of Hanukkah.
1: That's right. That's right. Go uh on. thank you very much. Appreciate that.
3: Sure.
4: Uh hey, listen, guys, um I'm of two minds here. Uh one I was the youngest kid in my family and I was 7 years younger than my next oldest sibling.
3: Yeah.
4: So the rest of the family had no end of fun, you know, running me around with, uh, we just saw an elf in this corner of the basement and uh, we just saw a reindeer outside prancing on the roof and that whole thing. Mm. And so the time came around where I finally asked my parents, I walked into their room and I said, is there a Santa Claus? And I don't remember how old I was and I can't remember exactly. And they kind of looked at each other and they kind of said, well, no, I was fine with it. Mm. My oldest sister was apoplectic (laughs) she was crying and remind you she's 10 years older than me so she must have been a teenager and she was just like screaming at my parents you've killed christmas (laughs) you've just finally for once and for all put like a stake into santa claus's heart and buried him in the backyard how could you do this and i was like it's okay nancy it's gonna be all right and she's like, "No, you don't understand." So she took me away from my parents and tried to rebrainwash me into believing in Santa Claus. <laughs> and oh
0: wow! It was
4: it was a real traumatic event in my household to everyone else but me. Wow! And I was and but there's no going back once you open that Pandora's box. There's no putting Santa Claus back in the child's brain.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so the so, the genie's out of the bottle at that point. But did your sister successfully at all get you back on board, or, or how'd that go?
4: Well she didn't she didn't really try to convince me that there's a Santa Claus but she tried to take this kind of wishy-washy middle ground like if you still believe then there's still there's still a Santa Claus and you know this kind of new age yahoo whippy hippy stuff and I'm like okay fine you know I didn't want to make her unhappy either so I'm like okay that's great yeah so you know but it was never the same after that and all of a sudden for some reason uh, elves stopped appearing in my house. I don't know what they had against me. They were perfectly fine with me before. And then, you know, (laughs) reindeer stopped prancing in my backyard. The whole thing was a real tragedy. Yeah.
1: Really? It'll really rip um, your heart out. Jeez.
4: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So then there's the second part of my head, not to monopolize the time here on your precious show. You're totally fine. The second part of my head is that we need now here's, here's where I get off the edge. So follow me over the edge here. Uh, we need to believe in these little lies as children, so that we can believe in the bigger lies as adults.
1: <laughs> I wondered if this was the direction you were going to go. Give us, like, uh, give us like, an example. Yeah, like,
0: like, like, what? Give me, give me one of these big lies that we have to believe as adults.
1: Yeah. All right. Things like truth,
4: justice, <laughs> kindness, and love. Okay. Man. The only reason they exist in this universe is because we believe in them.
1: Right. Uh, now i see where you're going
4: i see where you're going with this if you take the universe Mm -hmm. and you grind it down into the finest subatomic particles and you spend the rest of eternity searching through those little quarks molecules and whatnot at that subatomic level you'll never find one labeled love kindness goodness truth justice mercy
1: Right, right they
4: don't exist in reality they only exist in our minds because we want them to exist because they're important to us. Well, now, that's not to so say that they're here's, not real. Here's, what, here's what's real important. And, we in yeah,
1: them. no, I agree with you. I, I think that the reason that they're, that they are real though. And the reason that they matter to people and the reason we're bothered when someone doesn't express those things is because, uh, there is a primordial, uh, reason we do it. It's for survival and survival for human beings often requires the company of others, um the nurturing of others your ability to nurture somebody else like we we survive because we can work together now oftentimes sure. we
0: okay i think that like i understand what you are saying with the larger idea that there are these societal glues that hold us together However, I do believe that you can do it without Santa Claus, nor do I think that we need to be conditioned to do it. It is our culture and humanity, which is baked into every uh, second of everybody's day that teaches us these lessons. You don't need Santa Claus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of agree with that. Uh, it's an interesting point though. I mean, it's, it's it, it, that kind of philosophy. Like there, you can talk about the stuff in philosophy class all day long about how uh, none of this is real, man. If you boil us down to our subatomic particles, none of those are called kindness, uh, caring, or empathy. And he's right.
0: Yeah, but I think there's a million better ways that we (laughs) uh, illustrate that to our kids. We don't have to wrap it up in one thing that happens at the end of the year. right? And also doesn't happen for many people.
1: Yeah, but I do think you can safely say to somebody, you're going to find more happiness if you aren't a dick all the time like
0: okay but again see we're getting this tight this is like like the the, the 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 anthem thing right it's like <laughs> like i like, guess for some people believing in santa claus is very closely tied to this idea but i don't think it's universal
1: yeah i think you're i think you're i think you and i agree on that point that's an interesting perspective though and we love calls like this uh keep them coming 801-285-9395 if you have a thought about uh, any of these things doesn't have to be the santa claus thing can be uh i'm shocked we haven't
0: got a peeing in the shower call yet i i like uh, for 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 as much as people were excited the chat was on fire for that (laughs) uh uh, uh, we did get a new york pizza thing just because man i know i I need a new yorker why uh, for the first time in history new yorkers silent on on something about new york yeah Uh, which uh, i can't uh, yeah i can't in 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 in, in, in the
1: in the the smithsonian (laughs) it's hard for me to square to my head uh we do have another caller on the line though who's this?
2: Hi this is uh Mark Pelicanis is out in California. Hello
1: Mark in California hey, how are you sir? Hey I'm doing all right. So I was I was uh laughing
2: about the uh subatomic particle uh <laughs> side of things which I think is is awesome and great and I and I'm glad those those uh uh beliefs exist. Um the thing that I've been telling my kids uh for all these years is that it doesn't even matter if we believe or not. We, uh, we study myths from different cultures. We know about Greek legends and heroes. We know about uh, you know Superman. Does it matter if Jesus exists? No, there are a lot of people who believe it, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter if <laughs> Santa Claus exists or not. The fact is we have fun. We play, right?
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I, that's the other point I wanted to make. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I got lost in the last conversation. But right. there's, there is value in these things. It's not just a big sham. There's value in uh, the Santa Claus myth because you take your kids on a journey that is fun and full of fantastical things. And for a while there, they get to believe that some of that could be true. What can happen after that is they move down the road and they realize – Oh, my whole life can be garnished with this sort of stuff. I don't have to be nine to five, life's not worth living, what a boring existence. I can pad that with I'm gonna go do karaoke with people. It doesn't believe doesn't mean I believe I'm Beyonce, but it does mean that I love, <laughs> I love having exactly. a good time. I think I think this caller's dead on, Justin.
0: Well, you know, this is one of the things that uh, PBS.org. There was a, a parenting article here that that made that exact point that kids up to four, five, six, and seven live in what we call a fantasy life, magic years, says Dr. Benjamin Siegel, professor of pediatrics and psychiatry at Boston University School of Medicine. They are influenced by what they see and hear around them, and they get very excited about characters in their life that have special meaning, including superheroes, monsters, animals, and Santa. That these are. Specifically in the 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 brain development of kids at that age, that it is just a very uh, important idea. It's, it's ways that they can wrap their head around all these ideas that they don't have any basis for by just beginning to embrace these myths with characteristics that they then later can unpack into, oh, Santa really means kindness. Santa really means generosity. Santa really means discipline during the year mm-hmm. like santa means all these different things that i embodied as a person before i had the concepts of kindness and discipline
1: we right? have a uh, got another caller on the air who's this hey it's joe uh hey joe i think i'm echoing there can you guys hear me all okay, right Yeah, we can hear you okay yeah we can hear you
2: yep yep sound good okay What's up? Good enough. Hey, uh, so I wanted to chime in on the pizza thing. Sorry, uh, I know you guys were going deep into faith there. No, I no, completely no, go ahead, that. Go
1: no, no, no. We're hey, listen. Uh, we are happy to go back to pizza. Not a problem at all. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Well, uh, as a as a crash patter in Kew Gardens, uh, Danny's Pizza, uh, probably best pizza on earth. Uh, New York pizza is the best uh unless someone's buying Chicago style for me so oh I, I just want to put a cap on that make sure everybody's <laughs> clear Danny's pizza pizza do you, uh, all done do you, we, we, do you, we solved it we can move on we
1: sure can I, <laughs> I got one question for you though when you eat a yes, Chicago sir. style pizza do you are you like me where you feel like you're eating six meals compacted into a circle
2: oh god yes and and I love it I, I love their pizza I but uh I mean, and I love the idea that it's just a pie with meat, and the sauce is even on top. Like saying, like you came here for the sauce. Yeah, no, I'm I'm embarrassed. I came here for the sauce. Like we all agree. <laughs> but uh, my yeah. God, that is a lot of food, and it hurts. I mean, I'll eat through the pain to a point, but I have to stop. Yeah, it, at some just, point,
1: yeah. it's painful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, I think we've uh, we've cleared things up, Justin, on the whole New York versus everything else. Uh, I mean, so. I guess here's my. Here's well, you my haven't question. even said what do you like. You haven't even said of those two styles, where are you, where's your stomach. Oh, personally, I I,
0: oh, I mean, I don't know. To, to me, uh, deep dish pizza isn't pizza. It's lasagna. Like, it, it, it's a whole nother thing. Like, it, it should have its own name so nobody would get into this pointlessly pedantic argument of how can we combine cheese and carbs and sauce, right? Like, right. it's like, it, it should be, yeah, no, no. no. My favorite pizza is stuffed shells. It's, it's, it's great. You know? <laughs> Uh, whatever. It's 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 a different thing. I, I do think that there is a media hype bubble around New York, that uh, there are just a lot of people, and so therefore there's going to be a loudest chorus of voice to say things like, okay, this pizzeria outside of my home in Kew Gardens is indeed the best because of whatever reasons that we're going to put up. Uh, I, I do also believe that, look, we're, we're at a great point for food right now. Uh, uh, between the internet, and I don't know what happened over the last few years, but the way that people want to differentiate themselves food-wise in places all over the country and the world is to have very specific kinds of takes on food. Mm-hmm. And now, it, like, look, a Pizzeria Bianco in Phoenix, which you don't think of Phoenix as the seat of Italian uh, cuisine, right? But it is ro- world-renowned. It's one of the best pizzerias in the world. Well, so, you uh, never know. That, 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 that does not seem odd to me, nor does it It seems more unrealistic that we could say that objectively the best pizza in the world came from new york
1: i could see that uh hi another caller on the line who's this hey it's big jim hey big jim
0: is that big hey, jim? Guys.
1: Big jim? hey brother <laughs> hey
3: now justin you know i love you
0: <laughs> go ahead oh, but
3: oh boy <laughs> but okay look there, there there's there's one person in the ashley paramore justin robert young household that has probably a little more authority to speak on pizza because she worked in a pizza shop, the same chain that I did for many, many years,
4: yeah. or many, many years ago, I should say.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, but you know, there's more than just Chicago pizza and New York pizza. There oh no, no, no I'm, I'm with you there I, I never i
1: never said those were the only two yeah you that's true oh you, yeah. i don't know you guys are
3: you guys are showing a slant we are, are we are clearly
1: here. well clearly we're 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 landing on the side of well is is new york pizzas claim that they're the best pizza the, the truth or not but we haven't really talked about others not by so much commission by but by omission like give me give me an example of one that we're not we that we should all be well, paying I mean, attention to easily, and
3: easily you could easily look at Detroit. Detroit's got a very specific type of pizza that is a a Sicilian-type crusted pizza, which is square yeah. and cut into squares in a certain manner. Yeah. Um, a variant of be- that between Chicago or between that Detroit style and the New York style would be what you can find in the Columbus, Ohio market, which is a square cut, thinner pizza, not necessarily cracker crust. Very, very different in that regard. Yeah. Um. You have different types of pizzas if you look in california good
0: lord how many different types of ways million, can you have oh yeah, yeah. Non, I'm, 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 I'm totally pizza. i i'm 110 with, with with big jim here the differences in pizza that's why I, I don't even to me i i'm not debating chicago versus new york because i don't think chicago style pizza is is, is uh, it's its own thing it's its own dish uh, uh, uh i think that it far more if you look at yeah deep dish like sicilian style pizza which is a a far thicker crust doesn't curl up at the end it's more of like a a solid base uh cracker crust stuff like that so i'm I'm with you big jim and I, i would rather have one of those variants that take place all over the country if not the world than necessarily just looking at the traditional new york style pie that became very popular with the advent of dominoes and pizza hut and just like take out pizza chains around the country
1: sure sure uh uh, one more thing before we go um on the on the pizza thing i think it i think we could more have an argument about whether it's thin crust or thick crust um if the if the crust is thick count me out even if it's the best bread in the world it's not really the way i want to have my pizza i want thin crust uh i want crust but i don't want it by the way
0: can i can i say this uh, 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 your co-host, uh, uh, Brian, uh, Ibbitt, Ibbitt,
1: Ibbitt, is yeah. in the chat room yeah.
0: uh, uh, just stirring stuff up, saying that that my wife, Ashley, would not know a good pizza because she's vegan. <laughs> they did. As an omnivore, I've had tremendous pizzas yeah. that were vegan. Yeah. Uh, now, the one thing that they can't get right is the cheese. Yeah. There are good vegan cheeses, but they are not great at the level of real cheese in terms of the consistency which is such a huge part but if you're looking at a, a a marinara pie with with no cheese and just toppings on top of that you can do an amazing
1: vegan yeah i, I i've had some decent vegan You'll cheese suck it Ibbet. yeah it didn't all come from between the toes of of dirty vegans either it was decent cheese <laughs> i don't actually I don't know where it came from which concerns me a little bit because i don't know actually now i'll tell you it. what
0: where you can get good vegan fake cheese is mac and cheese oh really there's a Mac and cheese place where have you ever ventured to a, a, a part of the country that isn't Anaheim or, or Vegas, uh, Scott, <laughs> uh, yeah. you got to come out here the, the, they have, they have a, a Mac and cheese place here that does great real cheese stuff, but does a vegan cheese that I prefer. Cause it's just a little bit
1: lighter, but it's oh, great. Interesting. That sounds all right to me. Um, I've had actual deep dish Chicago pizza in Chicago and I never forgot it. And I haven't had it since. So that is to say, while I was there, when in Rome, basically, you're fine. Get out of there, and there's plenty of other options. True in New York, true in Chicago, true everywhere. The only true truth of it all is you shouldn't eat your pizza in the shower while you pee and tell yourself Santa exists. Look, I've rolled it all into one. Well well done, guys. Uh, I think it's going to do it for the show. Justin, what is on tap for next week before the Christmas holiday? What are we doing?
0: uh we don't know but you can submit your docile december ideas uh to at justin r young at scott johnson or email us in unfriendme show at com. Uh, hopefully i'll put this together a little earlier than i did this week so people can uh, submit some emails about it beforehand
1: sure sure uh we'll take whatever you got uh please send them in uh I guess let's see next week isn't christmas week is it it's the following no. week following so we don't know what we're doing the day after christmas yet but we'll figure it out um and docile december continues at least one more week possibly two uh before we get into the new year and we start tackling things that are horrible and awful <laughs> uh looking forward to that uh, i think that's gonna do it for us thank you all for listening and for being a part of the program and if you'd like more of this again frogpants.com slash unfriend me is the place to go we'll see you guys next time